Hi, friends. Okay. Hello. Hi. Uh, we're really far away from you. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my human nest. I mean, my, we're, my we're bag. literally really far away from each other right now, so that that's fine. Yeah. In many ways, yeah. I'm I'm in the bush. Yeah. I'm in the the middle of the wilderness of Alaska. Um hopefully I can edit out the sound of someone using a small tool outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'll be fine. It only took us 800 tries to get this to work, but we did it. And here we are. Here we yeah. are. We're going to make an episode. Uh it's I don't have like a cryptid thing, but I could tell you about some bears. Yes. Yeah. You want to hear about some some fun, fun bears. So yeah. um, when we got here, uh, we're, we're pretty sure it was a grizzly bear family. We saw them last year. It was a mom and two cubs. Um, shattered our lodge window, crawled inside, absolutely obliterated the kitchen, uh, some of the living room, took a shit everywhere they clearly were like living in there there was just so much poop um they found the flour and sugar and spread that like a like a jackson pollock painting across our entire living space (laughs) everything is sticky still like we've wiped it all down but it still has this like coating of just like wet sugar that sat for way too long um (laughs) <laughs> Yummy. And we have all these things that have like bear scratches and bites. So they bent a sink, which I hammered back. And then one of the other guys here, he he reinstalled it and it, it looks better than it did before, except for a, a few dings. <laughs> but for the most part, it actually looks pretty great. Um and uh so that was one building they got into. They also got into a cabin which had pickles and hot sauce and all sorts of things they shattered all those they got real busy in that bad boy uh spread that everywhere also shit in it like crazy destroyed the mattresses probably because all the hot sauce oh yeah oh yeah uh destroyed the mattresses and the box springs um oh god the fucking the the photo that you sent yeah of just like mattress bits all up in the forest yeah that was uh that was a recent discovery like been here three weeks and i walked up to just there's like a a lookout pretty high in the forest behind where i live and i was walking just enjoying myself and i saw some white thing through the trees i was like what's that and i walked through and found our shredded mattress hundreds of feet into the woods (laughs) We also found a bucket with staff oh. sheeting like down the beach the other direction. Uh, so I feel like m- multiple bear were involved in this journey. Um, they got into a storage tent, destroyed that too. Uh, tore open some yurts. Luckily not mine. Um, but boy, I'll tell you what. I don't think people people like understand what a bear can do do to a space um but Mm. they can destroy in a way that i thought was only tornado possible (laughs) (laughs) like like just obliterate everything they can bite through anything they can scratch through anything and they just explode everything around them 
it looked like they went in there and just violently attacked the space, but they just live in their lives, bumping into stuff. The whole bull in a china shop thing, it was clearly meant to be a bear. Mm-hmm. That was a much better metaphor. And um, I have answered the age-old question, does a bear shit in the forest? No, he shits in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't hear about that a lot with cryptids, you know. Shit, shit you don't, in your house. I mean, ever. <laughs> well, like when barely do I ever cross my research, you know. Every once in a while with a Bigfoot, but otherwise you don't hear a lot about someone like I stepped into some weird shit, like literal, literal shit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah, you don't come across that a lot. Or like someone's encounter is like, I saw a Bigfoot shoot in the woods. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't talk about that a lot. Maybe cryptids maybe don't it's poop. Not, uh, <laughs> cryptids don't poop. Maybe it's cryptids don't poop. I don't know. Could be. What a joy. What a oh, joy. I would love not to poop. I mean, it would have its advantages <laughs> as long as, you know, it was like, yeah, uh, your your body was genetically prepared for that. And you didn't just like pop like a balloon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so there's not there's not somebody there all year long nope uh we shut everything down in winter um so we're gonna try to do some bear proofing this year um but uh like if say say like it's a like it's a you know the shining sort of situation and y'all decided Okay, somebody's gonna stay here all year long to scare off the bears. Could one person banging around scare off the bears, or would they oh, also yeah. be shredded like that mattress? No, they'd be fine. Bears there are very much scavengers. They don't want to fuck with people, really. I mean, if they're starving, you're gonna get some more dangerous bears, but they don't starve out here. They they're just looking for more grub. But there's a lot of salmon that come up and. There's fish all year and there's plenty of uh, berries and all sorts of things to eat and grub. And they just don't really have a reason to do that. Mostly any attacks that are happening out here are territorial or protecting uh, young or something like that. Um, hmm. I mean, one of the bears was still here when we got here. Um, the black bear came through a couple times and I followed it through the woods clapping and telling it to go on and get. <laughs> go on, get. Go on, now you get. God. Um, sure wasn't Bigfoot? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like if Bigfoot's out there, Bigfoot would be around here for sure. It's a good spot. Yeah. Lots of open land. You just yeah. gotta go on out there and put your ass out. Oh, I do. Every night, just in case. <laughs> Dangle it out your window. <laughs> the people who Shake live it. near me are, are not really into it, though. They're kind of getting a little annoyed with the, the late night, but. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, just tell them it's a full moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sun doesn't set here, so that's also, you know, my butt hanging out. It's seen 24-7. You can't, you can't hide a butt out here. Mm. <laughs> Can't hide that butt. Uh, can't hide a butt. <laughs> can't hide a butt. Nor sh- nor should you. Nor should nor you. Nor should you. You should never hide a butt. No. Mm-hmm. Well, should we do this thing? Yeah. Let's, rock- Let's do this. <laughs> Alrighty. So, 
Welcome to Love at First Sighting, sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. My name's Joyce. My pronouns are she, they. I'm your resident cryptid researcher, bringing the Monster Book Report. Joining me is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim. I'm they, them, and I'm here to read monster porn. Radical. Love it. Kids always make fun of me when I say radical. Um, also joining me from far, far away is the beloved Coco. Hello. I'm Coco. He, him. I'm in the middle of the woods, and you know what I am out here? Nerdy and horny. That's right. Exactly the same. It never changes. I came here to learn <laughs> get more horny. <laughs> well, let's see what we can do about that. I know you're all out there in the middle of nowhere, so let's... uh. Let's just make you horny. Let's see. <laughs> Cruelty. So, yeah. I have no uh, yeah. outlet out here. Bigfoot. 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 <laughs> Bigfoot. Okay. So, y'all have to forgive me. I'm using my phone today because we're Skyping or whatever with Coco on my computer. So, today, I bring you the NASA gargoyle. Mm. Today's creature comes to us from Texas. The Lone Star State. Yeehaw. <laughs> Quick little content warning. Brief mention of animal death. Otherwise, I don't think there's anything, but we'll cover it in the show notes if so. Let's get to this gargoyle. Also known as Frank Shaw's gargoyle, this winged entity was spotted by NASA archivist Frank Shaw in 1986 at the Johnson Space Center in Houston. You know the quote. Houston, we got a problem. Yep. It's that place. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah. Oh, that one? Okay. Anyway, Tom Sorry, Banks I was thinking there. of the other Houston. <laughs> Wait. Jim said something bananas. What do you mean Tom Hank lives there? Doesn't uh, Tom Hanks live oh, in the airport? The movie? Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the Houston airport, no. right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it the, it's New York. It's New York. No, he's in the movie. Like he's in the Apollo movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I, okay. <laughs> I think Jim's referencing a movie... Yeah, the Apollo movie. Yeah. I don't Apollo think 13. Frank, Frank. Tom Hank lives in the airport. Frank, Frank Hank. Frank Hank. Frank Tom Frank. Hanks does not live in the Houston airport. Frank Hank of the Houston airport. Speaking frankly. Apollo. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Okay, so we're off to one. a good start. Let's, um, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> okay, okay. So, on a blustery night, sometimes... In 1986, Shaw was walking to his car after finishing his shift. According to Shaw, he happened to glance up to only see a ghastly black gargoyle-like figure perched on the edge of the Space Center's building. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Sorry. According to his description, <laughs> the creature was a demonic-looking... <laughs> it is correct. Making sure I'm reading these notes right. Uh, according to his description, the creature was a demonic-looking jet-black humanoid that seemed to have either a large cape or wrinkled flap of flesh draped across its shoulders. Tanuki. Balls. <laughs> That's another title. <laughs> uh, sticking out of the sides of the cape or flesh was two massive bat-like wings. Shaw said the beast was akin to something you'd see on a medieval European church. Hmm. Uh, Shaw stood there frozen in horror at the sight of this thing. Shaw would recount that not only had he seen this creature, but it was also very aware of him, staring directly at him. 
Many of my sources also mention a huge menacing grin on the cryptid's face as it glared down at Shaw. Shaw would later assert that he believed that the being actually seemed to be enjoying conjuring fear in him. Not really sure how you can tell that or come to that conclusion. Maybe the scary grin? I don't know. That's what he said. Are you shaking in your boots? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Twists its little gargoyle mustache. <laughs> um, <laughs> after what had to have felt like an eternity, the gargoyle unfurled its wings, and with a whipping noise, it shot straight up into the air and took flight. After this, Shaw turned and sprinted towards his vehicle. He fumbled with his keys, unlocked the car door, and made his way home as fast as he could, too terrified to look back. Once he arrived home, his wife and daughter could tell something was dreadfully wrong. They were both put off by his alarmingly apprehensive demeanor. After some time, the pair were able to comfort Shaw. When he was able to compose himself, he told them what had happened. Though I'm sure there was some unspoken skepticism, Shaw's family supported him and assured Shaw that they believed his story. Per the advice of his daughter and wife, he kept the story from his employer to save his credibility and reputation. Valid. Of course, eventually the incident. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it sucks when you like, I do believe you, but you cannot tell anybody else this. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, especially if you like work for a one of the like the biggest like scientific like centers in yeah. this country, like you can't just be like, I saw a gargoyle. I like, know what yeah. I saw. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think. I don't think you're going to remain a NASA employee after you say that. Yeah. Well, there is the Sorry. guy. There's the guy that started um, uh, the jet propulsion lab who was a Satanist and would do rituals uh, to try to get the um, rockets off the ground. Uh, Jack and, Parsons. Yeah. Yeah. I think is so. Is that who it is? He was, he was yeah, he, good um, friends with Aleister Crowley and all that stuff. Oh, well, that, that tracks. Was. Uh, sort of. Aleister Crowley yeah, screwed him Alistair, over pretty like big. He, yeah, Aleister Crowley screwed him over, and you know who else screwed him over? I sure do. L. Ron Hubbard. Damn straight. <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard screwed him over bad. Bad, bad, bad. Maybe yeah. this is a... Stole his wife. This is a thing. I, yeah, I've never heard all of this. Stole his, stole his second wife, his first wife. That's right. Um... Was still in the was still in like the cult, mm -hmm. quote unquote, um, and then his her little sister came to stay, and he was like, "Nope, now now this is my wife." Ooh. Yeah, but his but his first wife was like, "All right," because like she was full in with the whole like chaos sex magic. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. It it breeds you know magic doing all this like really like zany sexual stuff. So I mean, she was down for it. She was like, "Whatever." Makes me sad that somebody <laughs> anyway. ruined chaos sex magic. <laughs> like that's yeah, don't, yeah. don't ruin that. Like that's 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 my heart. <laughs> you can't take away my heart. I mean, honestly, it sounded fun as fuck there for a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I'm not like a huge fan of Aleister Crowley because he kind of sound like an asshole. Oh, oh yeah, no, he no he's a piece asshole. of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah, I think like. The chaos sex magic thing, like, yeah, kind of, I was like, okay. But then I was like, oh, you're not good people. No. This is probably no. toxic. You've you've yeah. ruined this thing that could be very good and yeah. magical. I mean, that's but like, there, traditional there are aspects cult. of it that, like, if you weren't an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what a cult is. It always starts off as fun and then 
it goes to yeah. hell real fast. Which I guess I just made a, yeah, a little w- joke there that it goes to hell because they're Satanists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, before we started recording. I was I'm not going to divulge too much into this, but I was telling Jim about Shakers. Apparently, they had some really interesting practices. Oh. Um, but for another time, I will go into that. But yeah, a lot of spiritualism and like. Sp- channeling spirits and shit kind of vibes no fucking though no fucking no, no fucking can't fuck which that's not fun <laughs> and for a little bit i think they couldn't drink coffee but then they were changed that rule i don't know <laughs> like they were like all right i won't have sex but i need this fucking coffee yeah you need yeah, something please don't. yeah <laughs> like you know if you're gonna take fucking from me you better give me coffee yeah <laughs> yeah like not to sound like a boomer sunday paper but like having a cup of coffee is like one of those things when i wake up i'm like i'm really looking forward to this this is great i love it yeah (laughs) anyway anyway anyway, gargoyle friend oh yeah gargoyle Um, that's right that's what we're talking about (laughs) all right so as we said he's trying to save his reputation all that jazz um of course eventually the incident haunted him so much that he broke his silence and went to his immediate supervisor seems like a weird choice but okay to Shaw's surprise, his supervisor informed that he was not the first at the Johnson Space Center to have seen this entity. Okay. In fact, Shaw's boss revealed that a secret file had been opened on the creature just a few months prior to Shaw's sighting. Shit. The supervisor stated that the file had been created in response to the gruesome deaths of two of the base's German shepherds. Sad. And like, but they're not, no one's saying anything about this? Well, it did say secret. Wow. <laughs> um... Apparently, the corpses of the horribly mutilated dogs has been discovered in the same area where Shaw had his encounter. Jeez, he could have been one of those dogs. I know. He could have, you know, if he just looked a little bit more like a German shepherd, he could have been a victim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't Good know. thing he wasn't a furry. Oh, yeah. my God. Just think if you're a gargoyle that has a penchant for killing dogs and you see a furry, you're just like, hot dog, like a jackpot. Like, this is the biggest dog I ever fucking saw. Oh, hell yeah. I'll eat for weeks. And, of course, the furry's like, oh, no, don't bite me, daddy. And then, like, actually bites them. They're like, oh, God, help. Ah." (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I've always had a Goliath fetish. (laughs) Doesn't everybody? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, everyone, I I mean, maybe, like, just because of the, the social media and internet circles we run in, I see a lot of people talk about their love for Goliath. I mean. He had big old daddy milkers. Okay. Point in case. Yeah, they went they went real <laughs> hard on him just, for sure. I mean, it's hard not to like that. They they straight up were like, oh, he's gonna be yeah. jacked. He's gonna the... have nipples. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He was uh he was he was swole. Plus he put him against all of his really buttfuck ugly friends. Oh. And like, <laughs> you know, like out of the group, he's the hot one. Yeah, he's a he's a he ten when he's surrounded by twos. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got it easy. Remember his like wild card, like on a on and off again, like lover. Oh yeah. What was her name? Morgana or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Fiery it was red hair. Mm-hmm. It feels like it would be her name would be Morgana. Morgana. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that. Like I feel like she had a very magneto 
which I don't blame Magneto these days, but a very Magneto <laughs> vibe when it came to humans. Like they're trying to root, they're trying to kill us, gargoyles. We need to fuck them up. And Goliath's like, no, 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 no. He's like a centrist or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gotta reach That's, across the aisle. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> a bipartisan <laughs> agreement. <laughs> All those shows from that era always had like the main character, like <laughs> it would be like some battle where like clearly a bunch of bad dudes would die, but then they get to like the big bad dude and stand over them and be like, I will not kill you. I will not stoop to your level. Yes, I murdered all of your friends, but not like, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like... <laughs> This trail of blood that you left and you're going to stop here? <laughs> right. Like, just just complete the job. That's so, so fucking dumb. And I, they, I when, mean, obviously they do it so that the bad guy can come back later and be yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love when, like, like, Superman will blast through a building fighting someone and, like, the building collapses and the city's, like, destroyed. And then he, like, has to kill one guy and he's, like, super upset about it. Like, ah. Oh, I've broken my promise to never murder. And you're like, dude, you've killed so many people in the last five minutes. Just because they didn't have a name doesn't yeah. mean <laughs> doesn't mean they weren't important. He he just has like an edging kink or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Okay. Oh, I missed you guys. <laughs> All right. Oh, I miss oh, you too. Yeah. It's been... It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. It has. Been a hot minute. All right. All right. God, so Lord, tell me more about reason. this gargoyle. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Let me get my Google machine to get back. All righty. So, <clears throat> as we said, sad dog times. Um, from what I could find, Shaw's story made its way up the chain of command and came to the attention of some NASA officials who wanted to speak to him. According to my sources, these were NASA security people who were flown in from somewhere in Arizona. A lot of sources immediately make a reference to the men in black based on the manner of these individuals per Shaw's claim. Mm. I could see it. Um, Anywho, as you may have guessed, Shaw was intensely grilled by these security personnel. And they made it abundantly clear to Shaw that it would be in his family's best interest to refrain from telling his story to anyone else. And Shaw apparently got the picture as the story was kept from the public until 2004. Uh, just, after 18 years, it was Shaw's daughter. Huh? Sorry. I, I just watched Raising Arizona. Okay. And uh, all, I can, <laughs> all I can imagine in my head is like some characters from that movie being these, these guys just being like, well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicholas, you're coming back. <laughs> Sorry, oh. go on. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so it was Shaw's daughter, Desiree, after 18 years, that finally made the story public. Uh, in 2004, she relayed the tale to noted cryptozoological author Nick Redfern, who brought this story to light. Uh, I do just want to put out there that this Redfern character has a book about the moon landing being faked <laughs> and there being aliens crafting structures on mars so hmm. maybe take this all with a grain of salt um take this show with a grain anyway, of salt ha- <laughs> take our whole sh- that's our new tagline well, yeah take this show with a grain of salt get horny um, and take it with salt <laughs> <laughs> oh that doesn't sound pleasant 
It's like a um, tequila shot. Oh God. My brain's going in places. Anyway, um, there have been no new reports of this entity since Frank Shaw's encounter, uh, possibly due to NASA's policy of silence. From what I can find, NASA neither denies nor confirms this incident or the secret file regarding it. Uh, in my research, I did hear of other gargoyle sightings in Texas, notably in Laredo, Texas. So maybe he just migrated south. Who knows? But theories. Cryptid. Alien. Gargoyle. Um, I don't know if y'all got anything, but that's, yeah. Well, I, it's, I would say, huh? I was going to say, technically speaking, uh, it wouldn't be a gargoyle because those are built into the side of buildings to allow water to come out. They're actually just water spouts. It would be a grotesque, which is the traditional thought of yeah. like a gargoyle. So it'd be like, that would be the creature. So mm. technically speaking, mm. he saw a grotesque. Okay. Like I, when I was like doing this research, I was kind of trying to think about the skeptic side, like what, what could it could he, have been. Yeah. What it could have been. What could he have seen? And I'm just like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the I'm Van not Meter man. Van Meter man. He, that's really far away though. Texas, Iowa. Well, he had a lot of time to make his way down there. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. He did. I feel like he would have noticed the big, like, Evangelion like horn, glowing horn <laughs> coming out of his forehead though. I feel like that would be hard to like maybe you know, miss. maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe the grotesques are like uh um deer or uh other antler creatures where they oh, drop yeah, he their just antlers. Shed it. Yeah. It was it hadn't grown oh. back yet. Or that particular part yeah, was I'm made up by the guy <laughs> that saw it in Van Meter. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. But like, yeah, I'm like trying to like rack my brain about like Texas like um just like the the creatures that reside there yeah just the natural like things that we are are very well known yeah i i'm just like coming up with a blank i'm not like an expert in like texas's like you know biosphere and all the shit that lives there but like yeah i don't know because like it sounds like this was big like a fucking like human-sized creature yeah i don't fucking know some birds are real fucking big, but this like they, it's hard for them to smile, I think. It's an yeah. owl. Didn't he say birds this thing gave him a smile? It, yeah, it it grinned at him. Yeah. It's always an owl. We so, should yeah. know that by now. It's yeah. Just an owl. Just an owl. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Who? Well I'm a, I'm a grotesque. <laughs> okay, I do have to pee. So okay. do y'all care if we take just a, a moment and then That's we'll fine. get to the fucking Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's do it. I drank way too much water. <laughs> uh, have you seen any orcas? No, they don't come up here. I'm up in the like freshwater lake. No. Um, oh, okay. I, I didn't have, know if you had an ocean view. No, no. But I've got uh, beavers and um, river otter and, you know, those those dudes, which is pretty fun. They're cute. Beavers are so cute. They're so cute. They're so big. Beavers. They're kind of cute. They're cute. Especially baby beaver. Yeah. They're Got way bigger than you think. It's so cute. I mean, mm. I I've seen some in in the real lives. They're pretty big. Yeah. yeah. The one up here that we see the most is probably like at least 70 pounds. Like it's massive. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> 
Lord. That's a big boy. <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought it was a bear walking or like laying down. I was like trying to figure out why this bear was like squat against the ground. And then I was like, oh, it's a <laughs> fucking huge beaver. Chonky beef. Oh, my God. Beaverzilla. It's my, it's my nickname. Beaverzilla. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your nickname was Hosscat. Yeah, it's Hosscat now. Hosscat. Hoscat. Oh, God. This is um, a new one. Hoscat. Oh, you must not have seen that yet. No. It's a thing on the internet. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, it's a very good thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Right. Um, do gargles fuck? Oh, you know they do. All right. Oh. You know my Goliath fucks. I had no idea. I thought we were going to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. We Beaver talk. This has been beaver talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is, um, this one is called Pounded in the Butt by My Gargoyle Guard, <laughs> which is an obvious nod to Chuck Tingle. Of course. Love it. Another, another buckaroo uh, mm-hmm, wrote mm-hmm. this one. Love that. Gosh, we love Chuck. Okay. So this one was written by Drowsy Fantasy, and you can find more of their work on AO3, also known as Archive of Our Own. Um, this is a story that was adapted from an ori- the, their original fan fiction that is on the archive of our own website. Um, but this one has been, you know, changed a little bit so that it fits with our podcast a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, cool. So, Coco, do you have it? I do. Okay. Um, would you want to read for um, said gargoyle? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So, uh, I think... Somewhere in there, it says that the voice is very, like, kind of gravelly. So it doesn't necessarily have to be real, real deep, but, like, I don't know if you can put, like, a bit of a, a roughness a to it. A little bit of a rasp, like this. <laughs> a rasp. Yeah. A rasp. Like, hello. It. <laughs> that's, that sounds painful. This? That's just me. Yeah, actually, talking. you don't have to hurt. You don't have to hurt yourself. No, this is fine. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can talk That's, like this. This is your all real voice. Day. You've actually been putting on a. I've been putting on airs. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Gargoyle. Continue. Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. You might have to tell me which one's the gargoyle because it doesn't really say at the beginning. Yeah, um, I'll 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 let you know. Okay. It's cold. Everything's cold. Everything hurts. Not a lot, but not numb. He thought it might be numb. He was wrong. Andrew Wright, high king of the land, kneeling in the cage, quiet, not raging or pacing, just quiet and simple and sad. Know what to do with him. It's been like this for hours. Someone is tapping on the bars. He doesn't look up. I can't tell if he's dead or alive. Of course he's alive. He's breathing. You sure about that? More silence. Andrew feels his vision slip out of focus, and he doesn't bother to correct it. None of this matters anyway. Leave him. He'll be set with the other prisoners. The stone ones can keep him guarded until we can make contact with his people. They can tell us what to do with him. Hopefully take him off our hands. The voices grow softer, and the breeze picks up. Andrew blinks a few times when his eyes start to dry out. And that just hurts more. His mind wanders as he yanks it back, brutally. Don't think about anything. 
a sudden loud thudding noise, and it's enough to startle him out of his stupor. A gruff voice, low and gravelly and biting, cuts through the deafening silence. You're that mortal everyone's looking for. You've caused a lot of trouble, haven't you? Andrew doesn't reply. Some half-formed response in his head swim to the surface, and he pushes them down. Better not say anything at all. He's still not sure if they can save him from this. Maybe it's kinder to everyone if he just acts like the monster they all think he is. Violent. Arrogant. Subversive. I can think of a few locals who'd admire you for that. Don't let him get a rise out of you. That's what he wants. The scraping of claws against flagstone flooring. Well, not much you can do in there. A claw against the bars. Tang, 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 tang. As it drags along, teasing. Andrew can feel his temper rising, but forces that down as well. Our little prisoner. Just like the others. Tell me, mortal. Do you all end up in a cell? Is that just your natural state of being? Your rightful place? I bet. Shut up. He bites off before he can stop himself and presses his stinging face against the cold metal of the bars. It doesn't stop the sensation. Ugh. Well, now that he's opened his mouth, he might as well keep going. You think I asked for this? That any of us asked for this? I'm not. Claws in his hair, and that's sharp pain. And he yelps and closes his eyes as, as his scalp is yanked towards the top of the cage, dragging him up off his knees. He stumbles to his feet. What are you doing? You're hurting me. Look at me, little mortal. You think any of us want to be here either? We have jobs to do. We shouldn't have to deal with this. You're waste of cage. The only reason you're in there instead of just shackled and sitting in a corner is that somebody thinks you're dangerous. I am, Andrew replies, standing on his tiptoes in his boots to match the height of the claws in his hair. I'm very dangerous. Snorting. Is that laughter? You sound like a child, trying to convince me like that. Without your weapon, you're just a pale, fleshy lump of mortal. Weak. Helpless. I could rip you apart. Easily. I could be dangerous, Andrew protests, feeling the grip in his hair tighten. I could be hiding the sword. Oh, really? Where? The claws let go of him, and he staggers. His <laughs> 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 <A> sheathed. <laughs> The claws let go of him and he staggers back a moment, then grabs hold of the bars and looks up and up and up. The tall creature towers over him, (laughs) covered in armor plating and nothing but strips of fabric and a loincloth covering his massive bulk. Where could you hide something? I've seen pickpockets pull blades the length of my forearm out of their hoop. Out of their boot. I don't know what. what <laughs> out of their butt. <laughs> out of their butt. <laughs> Sorry. That's a trick. <laughs> oh, God. Shit. Sorry. S- sorry. <laughs> I've seen pickpockets pull blaze the link of my forearm out of their boot, Andrew points out. Or down the side of their thigh. Well? The stone one twirls a set of keys on a ring around his clawed fingertip. I should get you out of there so I can check you then. The door is unlocked and Andrew is pulled out by his wrist. Thankfully not his hair again. 
and the stone one drags his claws up the front of his shirt. The sound of the fabric ripping startles him enough to make him look down, and one of the pointy ends nearly nicks his nose as it is pulled back, letting the ruined, clo- letting the ruined clothing fall away. Get naked. Now. Oh. <laughs> well, this escalated quickly. Sure did. Get naked. His wrist is released. Andrew pushes off the mostly detached sleeves, then begins working at his trousers, pushing them off and stepping out, leaving them puddled on the floor with his underthings on top. His boots are under the mess, leaving him barefoot and naked in the cold room. Guess you weren't hiding anything after all. The stone one snorts, but Andrew shakes his head and tisks. You haven't checked me every place I could possibly hide a weapon, he points out. There's a soft rumble. Well. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? Where else? Show me. Andrew turns, feeling a clawed hand on his shoulder pushing him down. Excitement sparks in his belly, overriding the constant pain as he slides one of his hands to his ass and pulls a little to the side. I could be hiding the deadliest weapon you've ever seen. Up inside. Well, called it. (laughs) (laughs) Well. There's a clatter of metal on flagstones behind him and hot, hot breath on his lower back. By fuck. Spread open for me then. Another gravelly chuckle. Wider. Andrew spreads his legs, bracing himself with his shoulder against the bars of the cage and uses both hands to open himself up. He can't quite see over his shoulder, but the hot breath gets closer, and he finally feels teeth, fangs, against his flesh, and oh, that's definitely a tongue. The stone one laps at him, the quiet of the room broken only by the soft, wet noises and occasional gasps from- Slurp. (laughs) (laughs) Sharp, 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 sharp. And occasional gasps from Andrew's throat, unbidden. Each hot, liquid stripe starts just behind his balls and slows down over his hole, flicking and sliding around, probing inside with just the tip, and he pulls himself open wider with his hands, begging silently for more. He gets it. The stone one's slippery tongue pushes inside him, deeper, fangs against the soft, tight rim of his hole, pushing up and down and in and out of him. Andrew hears himself moan, feels his thighs trembling, though from pleasure or strain, he does not know. You're shaking. The tongue retreats, and Andrew whimpers. I didn't think someone as cold as you could feel the cold of this room. Yes. Well, I can, he mutters, then raises his voice. You can't just stop below the surface. You have to go deeper. Much deeper. I could be smuggling anything inside me. The stone one laughs outright, loud and clear. Very well, then. Prepare for a deeper inspection, mortal. Andrew suddenly finds himself flipped over, being bodily carried by a massive claw around his middle, and his back slides onto a low stone table, looking up as the ba- at looking up at the bat-like face. Then his eyes tick downwards between where his spread legs fall on either side of those muscled hips. Claws delicately open clasps, and the loincloth slips to the floor, 
revealing the most massive cock Andrew has ever seen. <laughs> Just like a loud thumping sound as it falls under the table. <laughs> Comp. It's heavy. Hang. <laughs> <laughs> It's heavy, hanging low, and though it looks to be made of stone like the rest of him, it's still throbbing, pulsing, the head slightly more pointed than his own, with a fat ring of ridges wound like a band around the meat of it. You said I have to check deep inside of you. His voice not hiding his smirk. Do you think this will go deep enough? God's yes, Andrew breathes, watching wide-eyed as the stone one palms himself. Raising the dark head to rub against his hull. He's going to be ripped in half, isn't he? He's not nearly prepared enough for this. Hopefully whatever magic was used to make him like this will keep him alive through it. By the way, the stone one says in a surprisingly casual tone as he begins to feed his now dripping cock to Andrew's tiny human hull. If you want to know what name to start screaming, it's Raven. General Raven. Andrew feels like laughing and then <laughs> that's, screaming. That's so Raven. That's so Raven. That's so Raven. <laughs> that's so Raven. Just like fucking railing me. That's so Raven. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Andrew feels like laughing and then screaming, but not from pain. Definitely not from pain. As Raven slowly pushes his solid, thick cock inside of him. Fuck, you're stretching me so wide, he mules, back arching off the stone table, head tilting back. Look at me. Look at this. Raven orders him, pushing at the back of Andrew's head, forcing him to watch as his cock slowly inches inward. Gods, it doesn't fit. It can't fit. And yet it does. And he feels every tiny millimeter. It's so thick. The strange stone textures rub his inner walls, and there's still more cock to go as it pushes inside of him. Raven thrusts, and Andrew gasps, and a hand flies down to his belly. He felt that. He feels that. The bulge in his stomach, above his hips. That's my cock. All the way in. <laughs> Going all the way in. All the way in. I'm going to turn on a light. Don't be scared. Okay. Doink, doink. Ooh. Oh, that Ooh. helps. I figured it would. I noticed it was getting really dark in our little <laughs> video chat. I was like, I'm going to turn on a light. <laughs> Gramsci Mama. <laughs> the stone one draws. Andrew marvels, rubbing his hand over the distended skin of his abdomen. He feels lightheaded dizzy with pleasure, and he can't stop feeling at him, exploring the shape of Raven's cockhead through his flesh. I haven't found any weaponry yet. Then you'd better check again, Andrew whispers and feels as he and feels and watches the bulge. <laughs> Andrew whispers and feels and watches the bulge withdraw before it's shoved in again to the hilt and it knocks the wind out of him. Still nothing. Again, Andrew pants. Check again, and again, and again. His pleas are cut off by Raven's thrusting, the feeling of that stone cock inside of him, opening him up in a way he's never even dreamed of. Fuck. He can't even speak. The air's being forced out of him with every violent thrust. He's just vocalizing now, 
gasps and whines and whimpers as he's fucked mercilessly. You're so tight, mortal, and so small next to me. Raven muses, bringing his clawed hands up around Andrew's midsection, pushing his thumb against the bulge in his stomach. His fingers touch each other around the king's back, his thumbs overlapping when he brings Andrew closer, fucking into him faster and harder now. I'm going to rearrange your guts with my cock. Please, Andrew wheezes, delirious, I'm just body really limp against the table. Choice. Just the, the eyes suddenly like bulging like, <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> this, this, this person that is being fucking impaled by this gargoyle, <laughs> yes. like, I don't want to be kink no shaming, but they seem like they have a death wish because it sounds like this shit is like piercing their liver or whatever <laughs> like they have a liver destroyer or whatever it's yeah <laughs> there's it, it, there's like magic involved like they're it's in fine. danger town no nah, it's fine sure <laughs> okay <laughs> said please andrew wheezes delirious body limp against the table everything feels weak except his cock which is throbbing against his stomach, and he can feel the stickiness there as he starts to leak all over himself, horny like he hasn't been horny in years. Raven stops thrusting just long enough to rearrange them so that his thumbs bracket Andrew's erection, keeping him pinned against the bulge that's created by his thrusts. The friction of his own skin as he gets fucked and distended from the inside has Andrew tensing up kicking at the air and at Raven's sides as he tosses his head back and forth on the table, short-cropped hair sticking to his sweaty temples and neck. Yes, yes, please, yes. Well, I'm satisfied that you're not hiding anything up there. Raven remarks, his breath more uneven now, his thrust stronger and less controlled. But in order to know for sure that you aren't able to put anything else up there, I'm going to have to fill you up. <laughs> you okay, everybody? I'm going to put so much cum in you, you'll never be able to put anything in there. <laughs> I'm just going to... It. Well, I'm kind of terrified. Does it come like concrete or... <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, like is it like pebbles? <laughs> like like gravel? gravel? Like gravel. what the fuck's going to happen? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <clears throat> Please. Yes. Fill me up. Pump me full. Andrew begs, arching into it. Just the thought of Raven's balls unloading into him, filling him up. Oh, gods. And it's enough. It's got him shooting his load all over his belly, half silent screaming from lack of air, each thrust like an electric shock through his body, twisting and contorting in pleasure on the table. He's limp and helpless by the time he feels Raven stutter inside him, hearing him grunt, feeling the hot gush of cum, wave after wave inside him. Gods, there's so much. And Raven, covering him up, close, skin to stone. And he's warm, so warm. He feels like he's drowning. Andrew clings to the stone one as he's filled up, clutching at the armor around his neck and head. One of the horns in his palm keeps him steady. It's several minutes before he can breathe properly again, and Raven still hasn't moved to pull out of him. The air is starting to be a little too cold against his skin, though, and it seems he's noticed how Andrew is shivering, because he pulls back and peers down at him through yellow eyes. 
You're cold. I'm a little cold. Andrew agrees quietly, and Raven reaches out with one hand, ripping a tapestry from a nearby wall. He lifts Andrew off the table with one hand, easily, and lays him on the tapestry, wrapping it around him until he's swathed in it like an infant. The stoneman pulls out of him, causing a load of cum to splatter onto the floor in a messy puddle, and Andrew nearly passes. <laughs> God. Just like it's all the gravel going tink, 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 tink on the stone floor. No. <laughs> like a bag of marbles just spilling all over the place. And Andrew nearly passes out. Raven raises his legs and fixes the tapestry so it's covering his lower limbs too, and then settles on a stone chair nearby. Sleep, if you can. Raven glances down at Andrew, who nods slowly. He tucks the human king against his chest, head under his chin. You can't escape from me like this. You can't escape from me like this, so I'll be your cage. It's a better cage. Andrew assents and closes his eyes. The end. Whew. Lordy. It's Lordy, a big Lordy. It's big and It's a whole, whole big and Big. 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 Hangs down from its own weight. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs down from its own weight. Shoots gravel. Shoots gravel. That part's not so fun. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Shoots gravel. Obviously, that's not part of the story, but, yeah. you know, it sounded like it was probably liquid. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> that way. Yeah, I think it was just good old-fashioned cum. I think I think that was the the play there. Yeah. yeah. Inhuman amounts of it. Inhuman. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Joyce. <laughs> Immediate no. 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 I don't want I don't want someone's like penis like looking like a baby trying to kick through a stomach. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't need that. Yeah. You ain't looking to get That's your guts rearranged. I like that, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like someone to like gently caress my guts. I think I don't need, <laughs> I don't need anyone to rearrange them. I think no. they're there the I, far as I know where they're supposed to be. So let's just keep them that way. Yeah, yeah. Coco, you. I I have to say a testament to the writing because I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. But in reality, if someone just was like big stone cock, like re- like popping up through your stomach, it's like, no, I, I don't want that. But I don't know. It, it was written in a way that made me go like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it was very sexy. So like, you know, in in that context, when you're reading, you're like, oh, I could take that. I feel a little horny. Yeah, sure. I could take I that giant monster. I would certainly cock. fuck Andrew. That's for sure. <laughs> Just yeah. hounding for it. Mm. Oh, God, my yeah. little prisoner. Really needed it. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, Aww. maybe there should have been like a, a content warning. Like, but, you know, I don't really know what to say. Like. Yeah, it because it wasn't really like dubious consent because Andrew was definitely like, oh, hey, yeah. check inside my butt, please. Like, yes. Can you look yeah. at my OK, yeah. actually, this reminds me there's something I have a question about, but I didn't want to interrupt even more. So there was a part where, you know, he's getting he's getting his towel, his salad, his salad tossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did say something about fangs on his like. Anus. Yeah. I'm just like, you're just, just doing a little nibble on his butthole. 
Maybe because he's like tongue and so deep that like it's uh, like yeah, okay. not like like a cat. I don't think so. I think it was more like the teeth were pressing against the cheeks kind of deal. Okay, okay, okay. Because yeah. I was just like, why are you biting on his anus? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasurable <laughs> at all. Chew, like, chewing on it like a piece of bubble gum. I know, just <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't, like a, a dracool, like, just like, <laughs> like, you know, like, what the, what is happening to the butt? <laughs> but anyway, I was just like so confused. That's a the new tagline for our show. Butt. A lot happened. What is happening to the butt? I mean, most stories, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, it was a, it was a good one. But yeah, that that wiener is way too big for me. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Too big. Yeah, you gotta. I feel like you know you you gotta work up to a wiener that big. It's a big wiener. Yeah, I'm I'm going wiener. with there's like magic involved that allows this to happen. And if we're talking magic, yeah. then yeah, fuck me with that big stone daddy dick. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. In this world, there's gargoyles. So fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Grotesques. Grotesques. Make me a puppet, daddy. That penis was grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Make my, me a puppet. <laughs> oh my god! Like a human popsicle. Like you're on a giant yeah. stick. <laughs> you're you're like Kermit the Frog. You know, just hand all the way up. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, lordy. That was good. I like that one. It was yeah, good. it was great. Yeah. It was. I really liked. It was written really well. Uh, yeah. Uh, shall we call it? Yeah. 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 Special thanks for listening to our show. Um, it was definitely a labor of love today. We had a couple of uh, obstacles, but we got here. We recorded the thing. Fingers crossed. They don't we fuck did it, it up. <laughs> We're so we very close. Yeah. 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 Hey, you want to find all things last? Visit our link tree, which I'm totally going to say correct. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash laughs pod. And that's yeah. L-A-F-S-P-O-D. Hey, I did it. Yeah. Um, you will find ways to listen to our show. You will find our Patreon, which has four tiers. Um, you know, there's like a good luck club. There's the literature club, which you'll get notes and stories that we write. Uh, there's a content club, which you get all the other shit, plus like drawings and like special episodes and stuff like that. Um, Get on social media and motivate me to do a Cass and Veggie Man drawing. I've been really trying to do it, but, you know, I'm an adult with a lot of shit going on. And so I would like to see that. I would love to do it, um, but I just need a little extra pep and motivation. Tell me how great I am and I'll do it. <laughs> you need a little, um, need a little spank on least, the butt. <laughs> just a little, little. I do. I need a little spank on the butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a little fire under my butt. Um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get that out there for y'all. And the last tier uh, cannot be forgotten. The Booty Pick of the Month Club. Uh, it is what it sounds like. You get a picture of a butt once a month. Maybe do it. That'd be great. But you know what? <laughs> if you can't, that's cool. We understand. Um, review us. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dog. Tell your enemies. Tell your pastor if you go to church. <laughs> <laughs> pastor um, Mike, I need God, to inform you of this great show. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, you will also find our website, which I think is actually still down. Um, so is it really? We need to work on. Jesus. Yeah. So you might not find our website, but we're going to try our best. We're trying to get that working. Um, but we're on all social medias. Yeah, we're on the social medias. Contact us in that. Uh, once our website's up, you can also contact us via our Cryptid Cupid submission form. If you are a writer or you find some really hot erotica you want to send our way, please do. We love that. It keeps this boat going. Um, I think that's really all the things. Yeah. I think yeah. it did no, it. That was great. Yeah, you did it. Sweet. So sweet. Watch them shadows, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Fill them with pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 